1: extra time i'm your host chris uh, with me from some kind of dungeon recording studio i've got ryan
0: a dungeon wow
1: <laughs> <little> behind you <laughs> it's it's, it,
0: it's just a big light i i, I, do, I couldn't move it out of the shot so uh,
2: okay. uh with me from the front room i've got justin i'd like to apologize right from the start to everybody in the world my dogs are are very upset we had a visit from rogue dogs that have been coming onto the property the last few days and so now they they want to go outside and play with them and i'm not letting them and they're unhappy
1: i'm <laughs> basking in sunshine behind her and all her gorgeousness we've got jesse
3: it's sunshine but it's very cold
1: it's cold sunshine that's the nicest sunshine you can see your hot breath and feel your lungs full of cold air
3: oh all right, I'll give you that, but it is, it's freezing.
1: <laughs> right, we're going to talk about the Premier League this week, but a transfer window and other bits and bobs. But tonight I found I had a hidden skill. I was playing a game on my kid's Nintendo Switch, and I beat Poppy um, on the catwalk. I had a better hip sway and catwalk walk than she did. So, <laughs> anyone who got a secret hidden talent they want to confess to?
3: I don't know if anyone can beat that.
1: <laughs> I definitely not.
0: Not bad. No. I honest, I have very limited talents as it is, let alone secret ones.
3: Can you like wiggle ears, raise an eyebrow, roll your tongue?
0: Oh I've got actually the thing is the listeners won't be able to to actually see it. But I'm I'm it's not only really a talent, but my thumb can like
3: It's a hitchhiker's twist, thumb.
0: Twist and then I can like, press it down and it looks like it twists a little bit. We confirm,
3: listeners. We are confirming that Ryan has weird
0: hitchhiker's I have weird thumbs up. I can't do a thumbs up in the traditional sense like that because it hurts my thumb. It's like that. There you go.
1: Okay, Right. We're going to talk about the Premier League tonight. Um, We had loads of games earlier on this week and we had a full preview, uh, full uh, Premier League round midweek. um, And we've got Premier League games to preview for this weekend. So first of all, should we start at Wembley?
2: Good place to start. It's
1: as good a place as any, isn't it? There's a bright, smiley Spurs fan staring back at me. Uh, Christian Eriksen, after 11 seconds, um, put them in hosts into the lead against Manchester United. Uh, And then Phil Jones' own goal. I'm trying to think of a more uncoordinated player I've ever seen play the game, but I am struggling. (laughs) Um, Jose Mourinho said the first goal was ridiculous and the second one kills the game. Now, is this... Mourinho trying to pull one over on the fact that he's been criticized in the past for sort of parking the bus against the bigger teams and he can say oh well i tried and i still lost or do we give spurs a bit of credit here
2: i think spurs get all the credit i mean i'll let we'll let jesse um take that and run with it but it was it was as an it was as impressive a performance from spurs it was. I'm sorry. Let me, let me say this again. It was as equally impressive as they will be miserable at Anfield on Sunday. <laughs> um, so because so, anyway, it's going to be peak Spurs in a five day period. They haven't turned up at Anfield in years. They're not going to this year. We'll get to that later. But they were fantastic midweek, Jesse.
4: <laughs> Justin.
2: <laughs> it's it's reality. You, you, you know in your heart is. You're true. not
3: even going to let me have my moment. You have to like, like, just. Do you get moments,
2: though, as a Spurs no. fan? Look, they, they, you know this, <laughs> this... This week, the midweek games just reminded us once again, there's only one good team in the league. Everybody else is so badly flawed in so many ways, and yet capable of being very good at times. Um, and Spurs oh, are... You know, and so and so we're going to see that play out with them, I think, in this five-day period. That's a drops mic moment, that is. That's
3: <laughs> like... That's like... But it's, it was, it's hard for me to give them credit as a and cutting it open and seeing it made out uh, of, I don't know,
4: less okra. This is,
2: it's okra this is the cynical side of me, I, I admit it. But as I'm watching Spurs absolutely oh. ru- boss Manchester United as they did, my whole, the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, but they're going to go to Anfield Sunday and, and they won't turn up at all. They won't. They'll lose 3-0. Um, it's, I, he, it's, it's what they do. She's stunned. listeners. I can see the face uh, now, it's gone
1: from sort of stunned to sad.
4: I don't. I mean, I'm waiting for
1: her to disagree. You
4: know what? I <laughs> disagree on now?
2: <laughs> 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 now, listen. I hope they win because if, if I Spurs go to an Enfield and win <laughs> Sunday, we've got a genuine, real top four race with yeah. like multiple players and all that. If they lose, it's top Okay, four.
3: fine. <laughs> well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel so proud. Let's talk about how good the <laughs> game was! The wind we... out
3: of my sail. Well, here's the yeah, thing: it was really good, but it was really good because Man United didn't didn't put up any kind of fight. So we should have put at least three more goals in the net. And because the second half, because Phil Jones. I don't know, can't play. And in the second half, nobody was defending. We ostensibly played like it was, you know, a, a Deli Alley's birthday party or, you know, a, a, a playground match. And so nobody was really pressing or trying. There were some really beautiful passes. I mean, I. Just Christian Erikson's right foot. Whatever you said, Chris, about Emory Chan's right foot, I co opt that for <laughs> Christian Erickson's right foot. Because God, it's just a thing of beauty. Um but but there was no no, no pressure after that. So so yeah, Justin, fine. I mean
0: coming, so positive about the result and you just Ruined
2: though. Don't worry, Ryan. We're gonna eat the Chelsea soon enough. <laughs> oh, no, I, can't <laughs> wait. Um, Honestly, I can't wait.
3: No, but you're right. But, uh, I mean, when but you let's have do... such a good game, and and the fact we're not even talking about the fact that Harry Kane was like you know a yard off the block when 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 we did score that goal. So whatever. But when you can when you can beat Manchester United 2-0, and yet you know a lot of that was due to them and not us. I think that's a worry.
2: I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to give. Your self credit. It was a it was a I mean the United went with four attacking a more attacking lineup than Marinos generally gone with in these aways against the top top six clubs and they conceded after off the kickoff, you know, and, and so that's it. That's done. They're done. If you score a goal uh against Manchester United at home and you're a top six club, you've won the match. It's over. They've got one goal in the last eight matches away to the top six. I haven't won any of them. Have drawn a couple times at Anfield because of De Gea. Um, have I have I given my Phil Jones analogy before? Have I said that that he reminds me of a vending machine that's been pushed down a flight of stairs? <laughs> <laughs> and people are, people are going on about the own goal, but what they they don't give him any credit for the fact that he did not injure any of his own teammates in that match. <laughs> So it's not that bad a performance for him. <laughs> it was a great own goal as well. It was a great finish. It was I, a that, they, finish.
3: I mean, that was a tricky goal to score. Yeah.
2: Maybe if they played him actually, up front, he'd be prolific.
4: It was very good.
2: He swung at it with the wrong foot. He's got to go left-footed there. He swung at his right foot. But again, don't forget that he is the next, next Duncan Edwards. And so when that eventually happens, it'll be quite it'll be quite a plot twist. Somebody tweeted that. That's not original for me. Um,
4: we also saw a Fellaini
2: master class as well, didn't we?
4: You guys,
3: yeah, what his, happened?
2: His heat map would have been interesting to see.
3: It, I saw it. It's one yellow dot.
2: It's a dot, one yeah. Map. yeah. But,
3: but the thing is, I mean, do we know? If he if he was not taken off because he was injured, then that is so mean on Marina's part. He's a,
1: he's a doubt for tomorrow. Thank he God. Is, but but <laughs> that so has cool.
0: got history. He has got history with doing that. I know. He's, several times. Yeah.
2: So I wouldn't be surprised the subs. if it was... That's bad.
3: After yeah. one dot. Um, but speaking of tweets that made me really happy, Toby, my Toby, has been tweeting some really impressive videos of him training. Mm. Um, and and if we can have him back, I think that will that will not only be an emotional boost, but a but a follicular boost. <laughs> um, good and, word. Yeah. Uh, and a, and a really great um, addition.
2: Ryan. It would have been great news for
3: the World Cup,
0: though, is it? What? It's not great news for the World Cup, though, is it, if he's if he's fit?
3: I mean, for yeah. you guys.
1: Well, exactly. Ryan, what <laughs> Ryan? What does fill a killer mean?
4: It means he has beautiful oh, right. hair. Oh, okay. It just means, oh,
1: oh, <laughs> oh right. I, sorry, I thought you said vehicular. I thought, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: I mean, I don't know how that he drives. That would have been impressive, but... to be fair. Yeah
1: fair enough well look to be fair ericsson and dembele between them had 93 and 95 percent past completion rates so you ignore what that mean justin says because you guys did okay no
2: that i'm actually saying that they were fantastic oh, okay. it's yeah. a shame that they will be so poor at anfield sunday but they were fantastic midweek at home they were great <laughs>
1: Well, look, yeah, next coming up for Spurs is the uh, Paul Walsh derby at Anfield. Serge Aurier and Harry Winks will be injured for it. Liverpool at home to Spurs are, Jesse, cover your ears, 1-15, uh, drawn seven, lost one, and they are unbeaten in 14 at Anfield.
2: That, and it's, this. look, this is where, I, I, mostly it was for comic effect, but but the reason I said what I've said is that these fixtures have been over quickly in recent years have gone there, been expansive, tried to play Liverpool. It's funny because they're a mile off the title challenge. They're, they're holding on to fourth place. I think it's the most difficult away oh, in the league. We went
1: up a, a third place third Chelsea on Chelsea three
2: 0 on goal difference. You're right, <laughs> third, but still twenty odd points off the off the top. And but I think it's the hardest away in the league uh, because if you try to play at all, if you allow any space between your lines, the way Liverpool attack. And the way they press, it's just ferocious. And um, and and it doesn't work nearly as well away from home, for whatever reason. But at home, at Anfield, it's, it's a very, very tricky proposition. And so Pocatino takes his team there. And it's funny, because Klopp made this mistake when he brought Liverpool to Wembley to play Spurs. And he tried to be expansive and attacking, and, and that was a, a bad decision. Because player for player, with the two sides at their best, their midfield doesn't quite match up to Spurs, I don't think. But at home, it's different, and and it'll be a very big challenge for Spurs. But we'll look at the table. It, it would make for a very interesting race for the top four if Spurs were to get a result there.
1: If Mo Salah scores, he'll be the fastest Liverpool player in Premier League history to 20 goals. Fastest.
2: Let's go ahead and congratulate him because he will score. I really,
1: it's a foregone conclusion. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, look, Liverpool had a pretty good week this week. They beat uh, Huddersfield, didn't they, uh, by three goals to nil. Right. Roberto Firmino goal, Justin, your little goalkeeper's union hat on.
2: Yeah, no, it's that's Lossell's fault. He um, allowed space. People will say it, it's his fault because it's the near post. It, it would have been just as bad had it gone across him in at the far post. He just, he got into an awkward barrier position. He wasn't, set right he wasn't spread wide and then he flinched as Firmino passed it stroked it gently past him uh, and that's a a crushing goal just before halftime and they were they were never in that match anyway but that that ended it as a contest
1: it seems strange didn't it Ryan because they're famous for their sort of ultra gig and pressing they sort of out gig and press Liverpool's what they're supposed to do but they seem to sit off them um they've only scored 19 goals in 25 league games this season they've sort of They've been a bit of a letdown as far as their sort of reputation from last season went, haven't they?
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I'd, yeah, let uh, letdown's difficult because the Premier League obviously is such a different different beast to the Championship. It It's, you know, having a good reputation in the Championship doesn't really mean anything in the Premier League these days. Hmm. Um, you know, we've seen that. I mean, Championship clubs have managed to, to start to come up and, and not be instantly relegated. You know and like a few years ago, maybe, um but the way that the Premier League clubs have spent and, and the way that they they've sort of strengthened you know Huddersfield's sort a game plan, and everyone knew what to expect so you know, it, it's a case of i think I don't think they've been a letdown down, I think they've sort of been path of the course
1: okay well, Liverpool in crisis um have lost one out of sixteen in the Premier League um and they've played at 58 Premier League grounds and they've won at 54, which is most by any team. Who saw Roberto Firmino, um, not Roberto Firmino, uh, Mo Salah and James Milner with a penalty?
2: No. Yeah, I saw that. I saw There was a little bit of give and take about who was going to take that penalty.
3: We now call that the Neymar, I think <laughs> is what you're
2: looking for. Yeah. You definitely have
1: to score it though, don't you?
2: You do. I, I, it's strange to me that there would be that that controversy. I mean, I, I know Milner's done done all right from from the penalty spot where you're meant to score anyway. But I would have Salah take it every time. Who, who, who wouldn't?
1: Milner's always. Well, I, I seem to remember Salah's missed one this season, I think. But Milner's always been pretty reliable for penalty taking for us.
3: I hate to say it, but at this point, what else do you have Milner for? Mm. Right, like. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I I think that's a bit mean. You're his, only saying that because Justin upset you earlier
2: on. But I his think character. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's his personality, his charisma, really. That's yeah. it. I, for- I, mean, I don't want the boring
0: James Milner Twitter account to go anywhere, so he needs no, to stay. That's true. In top, top football.
1: No, I think, to be fair to James Milner, he's very much maligned uh, because he is perceived to be like that, whereas, you know, I think he's Mr. Solid and Mr. Dependable. You see, if you were, if you were married to James Milner, Jesse, you you'd be with a guy that's very solid and very dependable, but you'd be sort of looking across the road at you know the sort of Cristiano Ronaldo across the road with a bit more sort of personality. I w-
3: You take that back right now. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. I don't and know you what could I go. And you, any of you, but this has not started well.
1: And you would go over there for your little dalliance with Cristiano, but James would always take you back again. I can't believe how
2: much Jesse's getting picked on. This
1: is really. It doesn't...
2: <laughs> Okay,
3: sorry. Wow. Ryan, Ryan, you might
1: Ryan, be married to James Milner.
0: <laughs> I, I can't imagine anything worse.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. That's what's worth
1: it. <laughs> He's got loads more money. Ah, it's not yeah. just about money, is it? Otherwise, you'd no. marry Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <okay. laughs> well, I just feel I, winless. You won't make
3: a weird thing about dead people, but James Milner would have changed my light bulb, and I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo would do that. Plus, have you seen his eyebrows? Weird.
1: That's that's the kicker to his, his his eyebrows.
3: Oh, James! I think James.
1: I, if you married James Milner, with
3: all the women at the same time.
1: If you married James Milner, you wouldn't have to he, worry about I any never, DIY no, ever.
3: He, he would. No, he he would like wash a dish and then whip his shirt off in celebration.
1: James right? Milner wouldn't. No, James Milner would put up the shelves here on a Sunday morning, and then he'd sort of. <laughs> he'd sort of go out and mow the lawn and that sort of thing you'd be happy for a while but then you think is this all that life has to offer he'd fix the no, fence no
3: Cristiano Ronaldo would like say something witty and then take it's always about the shirt off I don't right. want that okay
1: so you're married to James Milner but Toby lives across the road
3: okay that's different
2: yeah <laughs> I, I think James Milner is a,
3: it's like a very James comfortable kind, kind of existence
2: Milner's the kind of guy that buys bottled water so he can take it to the ocean and set it free <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's a lovely thought. It's not but, bad. It's not a bad he, the
1: he would. I
3: mean, he recycles.
2: He recycles the
1: bottle.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one oh,
1: nice, nice. Yeah, but Toby wouldn't. Yeah. Toby would leave it on the beach, and you'd go, "Oh, that's awful." But you'd be a little bit of you going, "Oh God, he's such a rebel." Toby would not
4: do it.
3: Toby recycles. <laughs>
1: Anyway, back to Huddersfield. They're next at uh, Old Trafford. They are winless in seven away in the Premier League in the Dennis Law Derby. Are they going to make it winless in eight? Yeah.
2: Yeah, you can't win if you don't score goals. You, you can't. You, you, they could get a point um, with a really good organized defensive display, but them and Burnley both, it's miraculous they're not in more trouble because they do not score goals. If you were averaging well under a goal per game, it's, it's hard to see where the points come from. Yes,
1: yeah. and United haven't lost consecutive Premier League games since May 2017, though in that sequence Tottenham were included. Um, Huddersfield could become the first promoted sign to do the double over Manchester United since 1986-87. Anyone want to hazard a guess as to who that was?
2: Luton. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> the end with an N. They now exist in two separate forms. Wimbledon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. A crazy game. Uh, elsewhere in Merseyside, it was um, or oh, Swansea. Was it Swansea three? No, it was. I got that wrong. It wasn't Merseyside at all. It was in South Wales. It was Swansea three, Arsenal one, wasn't it? I wrote Everton. Yes, no, it was. This uh, is
0: going to be a perfect thing for
2: Justin. I was because... just going to say, Peter Chapple. Yeah,
1: was... was he sold down the river by a, a, a crappy back pass, or was it his fault?
2: Oh, the 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 check goal. Wait a minute, we're we're on. Yeah, okay. Um... Can we let's actually start it with the throw-in? I don't understand why you throw a ball into your left back, who's facing back towards his own goal, and and so he gets pressed and and pressured into a bad. It was a bad back pass by Mustafi. Overhit it, and then Czech took too big a swing at it. Instead of just guiding it away with the inside of his foot, he took a m- massive swing at it, and it didn't go well. Obviously.
0: So that's, that's the thing with the throw-in as well. Is people think saying, why even take a quick throw-in in the first place? You're under no pressure as it is. That's, I tweeted that. Say, I, said, so, I think yeah, that's, yeah, really, that's probably where I saw, is you, you tweeted it. So it's like, why not just take a few seconds Yeah,
3: get back off? And get, and get in formation.
2: I feel, I feel like taking a quick throw-in is something you do when a situation is presented where you can take advantage of the opposition. That is never the case 20 yards from your own end line, your own corner flag. It, it, I, it seems like you when, do it
3: when your opposition is not in formation. In this case, none right. of... Right. Right. Arsenal was so... No one was in place, but it also seemed like, mm. and whether this was because of their new signings, lat, loss, or whatever, but nobody seemed to know where they should be at and all. And if
2: you, if you look at the, the three Swansea players who were up there, they were waiting for it. They... It, it's, it's, I think it's something that teams know uh, the, a certain stylistic... Uh, insistence that, that Arsenal have that they will try things like that. And so they were almost baiting them into it. And as soon as the throw as soon as it was Bellerin wasn't it, as soon as he threw it backwards and put Mustafi in that situation, the three of them just all ran directly at goal. And without that pressure, I think Czech takes a touch or or doesn't swing so hard and it doesn't it doesn't result in a goal. But yeah, like like you say, Ryan, I don't understand why you would be in a hurry to make that decision and throw it there.
1: Justin, speaking of tweets of yours this week, uh, your tweet about the age of different goalkeepers.
2: Uh, it's something I found on, on <laughs> Facebook, so I can't take credit for it, but yeah, so when, when uh, for those who didn't see it... <laughs> when was the reply to your
1: tweet that I think made me chuckle? Oh, the one guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, there's an infographic that showed when Gigi Buffon made his debut for Parma, the age of a bunch of current goalkeepers so De Gea was three, Ter was three, um, you know, uh, everyone was obviously very young, and then and then for Donna they just had a picture of a sperm cell. <laughs> um, and some guy re- replied to that and said, "It's mad how humans are born in, at different times," as if that that was the point. And uh, so I, you were I, saying, oh my god, I, this is not I get a pretty, I get a pretty easy ride on Twitter. I don't have I, I don't get a lot of trolls and things like that because I I don't. I'm not aligned. I don't have club loyalties. I don't tweet from a club loyalty position. But um, every now and then I get a tweet like that. And, and so I, I actually typed a response knowing I would delete it and not send it. So I, okay. I, I went ahead and typed something like, you've missed the point, you know, you absolute egg, whatever. And so instead I just said, well, I, the actual point is to compare how much older he is than his current contemporaries. And the guy, in fairness, wrote back, I know, I was just joking.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What a lesson in diplomacy.
2: Twitter needs a joke font. Sarcasm doesn't work in the printed
1: form, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's (laughs) Gutenberg's fault.
3: Um,
1: Right, Mr. Erzo, he celebrated his new contract with an assist for some kind of attacking machine, Nacho Monreal. He seems to have been uh, either scoring or assisting in quite a few this season, doesn't he? Um, Sam Klukas... Uh, who who has scored in the top five levels of English football. Um, Sam Kalukas has had three Premier League goals and shots on target all season, and they've all been against Arsenal. Um, He was a product of the Glen Hoddle Academy, wasn't he? You know the one out in Spain for the release players?
4: Yeah.
1: I think he was, wasn't he? Uh, Carlos Caraval has got uh, Swansea's first back-to-back wins of the season. Um, he's done quite well since he got there, hasn't he? He's got something like ten points since he started with them in eight games, but they've lost Which ten then points, massive. Yeah, they've lost one out of eight as well. Yeah, this is pretty good. They're now at the bottom four, three, aren't they?
0: I think that might just be enough to to sort of keep them okay. safe at this point. Now, ten points at, at this point in the season, an extra ten points out of nowhere. Huge, especially like game three against Arsenal.
1: It's odd how you get sacked from a Championship club for being no good, and then you do really well with a Premier League club, having taken them over about a week later.
0: Yeah, it 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 shows a lot, really, doesn't it? How sort of how how things change when you're at a different club, or when clubs sack their managers. Yeah, you know, rubbish elsewhere, great elsewhere.
1: Uh, Arsenal got 13 points away all season and they dropped 15 from winning positions. Only Watford have a worse record in that scenario. Um, they're not going to get Champions League football either, Jesse? I
3: mean, how many arson-in in people are left? How many what, sorry? Arson-in people are left. Right? There's still arson-out.
1: Got... I think they getting well, fewer and out fewer. Yeah. Out and proud. Um, I
3: feel like when they when when yeah. he finally does go, though, everybody's going to be shocked. And whoever replaces him is not going to have an easy time.
1: No, someone said this about Ferguson, Ryan, when he left, is that when you have two batsmen at the crease in a test match who put on like 150, 200 runs together, then one gets out. The person that comes in to replace replacement invariably gets a duck or something and is out straight away as well. Yeah, it, it, it will be the same
0: as the Ferguson
1: effect, yeah. you know. Everyone. I know
3: that that's a cricket metaphor, but I have no idea what you meant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can get a duck in cricket, and if you're out first
3: of all, you get a golden duck. I, I, hopefully oh. that's not animal cruelty, because that would be bad.
1: <laughs> no, and you can get out to a Chinaman. Oh, well, colonialism
3: productive. is fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I
1: don't know, is the Chinaman, I think that's frowned upon now as a, as a phrase. I, 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 I hope say. so. I think yes. so. I yeah. think it is. The Willow Channel will be able to tell you, Jesse. Will it? Yeah. It's the cricket channel in the States.
2: Oh, okay. I I follow cricket as an American. It's a rare, I know, but but my dad lived in South Africa most of my life, and so when I would visit him there, I, I watched some cricket, and uh, <laughs> I like watching the Ashes um, because it's so important. It's such a unique thing because it's so important to both sides, and yet it doesn't actually it, – it doesn't um, – mean anything in the bigger it's not a world championship it's not a title it's just this match that england and australia play
1: i am not <laughs> having an american dissing the, the a trophy is meaningless and they call it some kind of world title when you've got the world series
2: yeah but but i know that's that's silly <laughs> that we we call it that but it still is a championship of the league you know what i mean like what is the ashes it's a i mean it's an exhibition it really isn't it well, so it's that's... a little you get a little a little land. It's, well, no, I know physically what it is, but yeah. I mean, in the governing body of world cricket, what role does it play? It, it you know what Justin, I mean, like.
3: The... Justin, don't do it.
4: <laughs> I
2: know, I know, and well, Jesse, I've already uh, look. There's three of you. I've I've uh, I've been awful to you with my Spurs prediction, and now I'm moving around the.
3: I mean, look, I just found out that there's a Super Bowl soon this weekend. Maybe so, I don't know,
4: yeah. and
3: and it's um, Eagles. I don't know against someone else, but they they play in a totally separate place. Like there's no home team and away team.
2: Right, there's not. They
3: play in somebody else's home.
2: But I I mean, I mean, this is a genuine. I I do mean. No, it's
3: one match. (laughs) (laughs) Bonkers.
2: But 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 like FIFA is the is the organizational body of world football, and so and so the World Cup is a sanctioned FIFA event that determines the champion national side. Of, of FIFA, UEFA runs the European Championships every four years, and so the European Championships. There's a what is the Ashes
1: they, well, they in an the, official capacity? You have the Cricket World Cup, which is the one day event. The Ashes is just between the two sides, but of course, that, you know that goes back into all sorts of colonial history and right. They don't particularly but, I mean, like this very much. It, they don't um, I
2: mean, we them? Well, they're not criminals <laughs> aren't they? But it's an, it's an exhibition, though, right? I mean, it's really it's just not an exhibition. No. <laughs> How is it? Well, then, it's pre. It's a. It's the same two countries every time. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like the World Cup, in which you have to qualify for it, and therefore is it's an objective, value, merit-based results-based judgment on on who is the champion footballing side in the world. It's not like. Copa America or the Euros, which is the same thing in Europe and South America. It's just the same two countries that do it. It's an exhibition.
3: Oh, this is going to be so bad.
2: The Man on the Post Cricket Podcast. I've got the title already. There, there you go. You, go. <laughs> you just you, call,
3: call it I, Ash I, to Ashes.
2: I know what mm. I sound like. I know I sound like an ignorant, ignorant American about this. I, I, but if it's predetermined, it's just these same two countries that play this series of tests
3: for the glory. For the okay. sake of
2: just the just that spectacle, and, and it doesn't right? factor into into yeah. world. You don't have to qualify to to play it. You know what I mean? <laughs> just already been. It's like it's like if the FA Cup final every year was just um, Spurs versus Middlesbrough every oh, yeah. single year, every year. You're right I in would every. Just, you, it you would
1: you're absolutely right in everything, apart from the two words exhibition match. It is not an exhibition match. Then what is the competitive
2: element? What is it? What?
1: Okay, you're, you're facing a cricket ball made of leather that's being fired at you by uh, an angry threat no, no, stealer you... at 95 miles
2: an hour. You misunderstand there's what no, I mean by competitive. There's no exhibition no, no, no. about it. No, no, no. That's the, uh, that's the athletic challenge. Right.
3: You that's mean like like exhibition say, in the same the way as a friend? not a friendly.
2: You 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 get you automatically get to play it, okay? You haven't had to qualify to play Australia in the Ashes nor them to play you. Um, the Ryder Cup, for example, the Ryder Cup, at least the individual players that make up the Ryder Cup teams, they've got to qualify to make those teams in order to play what is still a glorified exhibition. Well, they, but they,
1: they, they the, the representatives of their nations, they have to play well for their counties and state right. teams to, to qualify. True. You're right, that's true, that's true. Anyway, we lost the ashes, so <laughs>
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah you did. So now oh, they well.
3: don't matter at all. Yeah.
1: yeah we yeah, lost yeah, four out of okay. five. Four out of five. In okay. a
3: couple of um South American pretty well known um football teams started out as cricket. They did.
2: Hey, if you because you lost four out of five, does that mean you don't get to you don't qualify for it for next season? <laughs> You're a scallywag, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> <laughs> there are uh
1: Indian and Pakistani cricket fans who will suggest that they're fixtures are a whole lot more competitive than the Ashes. But you're right. Things like Boca Juniors and and teams like that, they all started off as cricket clubs. Panerol. Panerol. Yes. Anyway, Arsenal in the Premier League, speaking of uncompetitive teams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They are at home to Everton in the Alex Nyako swapping shirts derby. Um, Bamiang is a doubt because he's ill. Uh, Arsenal's last home defeat in February it was so long ago it was at Highbury and it was West Ham United and the iPhone hadn't even been invented because it was 2006 so um, but Everton are good now Everton are good now and Theo Walcott's coming home again he's,
0: gonna, he's totally going to score he and is, he's going to he? celebrate I think <laughs> I'd
3: like
1: to see celebrate right in front of us he's going to pull
3: out an iPhone and text Wayne Rooney
1: <laughs> I don't think he'll celebrate I'm not
0: uh, I don't
1: know well, Messi Erzog could be the first player to, uh, or the fastest player to 50 Premier League assists. Ever. Um, which I thought was very strange because I thought there must be someone that's got there quicker, but they say the quickest at the moment is Eric Cantonar, so he could get there pretty quick. Uh, Big Sam apparently has got the hoodoo on Ars Devenger, hasn't it? But they tend to be at Big Sam's home grounds rather than at the Emirates or Highbury. Yeah. So are we all going for an, uh, an Arsenal win-in, that's all? No, I'm not. Ooh, um,
2: no. You can't, you can't. I, I have no confidence in any Arsenal-resolved home yeah. or away. So the, what I said about Spurs earlier when I was being mean is, I mean, that's only because they're playing Liverpool away. And I, I think Anfield's a terrible, terrifying place to go for anybody these days. Um, don't worry, I think Liverpool are massively flawed away from home. So, <laughs> and, and the results show it. But, but um, you just don't know... What to expect from Arsenal anymore? You don't. I mean, or what did they? What did they do the day after they sold Alexis Sanchez, or they made, or they they agreed to sell Alexis Sanchez? They were four nil up in twenty six minutes of that very next game, and look how fast they've dispensed with that goodwill by that performance in Swansea.
4: Hmm.
2: So you just don't know what to expect from them.
1: Okay, um, and Swansea uh they are going to be playing Leicester. who's going to win this is the foxes versus a swans derby so who who would win in a fight between a fox and a swan swans oh. swans
3: no swans Ooh. they're super mean i almost got yeah when i worked at a vet in high school we had a swan that we had to amputate its leg and it almost every single time i had to go feed it it almost attacked me i have a scar somewhere oh, really they're nasty okay yep. you'd
1: rather face a swan than a fox okay, i wouldn't so, want you no amputed.
3: i'd rather it's a fox a uh, fox sorry um, I don't want
1: Leicester to win. <laughs> you don't want this Leicester to win. It was a very
3: complicated discussion.
1: <laughs> well, Leicester lost to Everton in the week. Um, Kalichi and Acho managed to hit the post and the crossbar with the same shot almost, didn't he? That was pretty unfortunate. Uh, Leicester will be at home, but they've got a massive Mara-shaped hole in their team at the moment, haven't they? He's got a to: And able, also the training ground. And also yeah. the training ground, yeah. Nobody seems yeah. to know where he is. He's, I mean, is he aware that the window is, is closed, that he cannot <laughs> leave? I think he's probably in the midst of a massive strop and will probably come back next week with sort of head bowed. and.
3: But why? What, what purpose does he's that He's doing
0: the
2: Tevez strap. Maybe he wants to go play golf like Tevez did. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, people forget that. You're right, Ryan. Tevez took like a three-month holiday from Manchester just... City and went back to Argentina and just played golf. Emerson did the same for Middlesbrough, didn't he? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. They don't
1: really need him. They're not going to get relegated, are they, Leicester? They're sort of comfortable mid-table.
2: Yeah, yeah, we've reached, yeah, we've reached that part of the season where there's a lot of fixtures that don't mean a tremendous amount, and this would appear to be one of them. Okay, so you know, if you were
1: Claude Puel and Riyad Morris didn't show his face, you you wouldn't be that bothered?
0: Um, oh, well, I would because his value is going to drop because of it, I reckon.
1: Um, and but they're going to come bit. back from the summer anyway, aren't they, City?
0: Well, you'd you think it depends how much Leicester are actually going to try and hold up. I because mean, if you turn down 60 million plus a player, which was the rumour, you know, if a player's gone anywhere and not played in six months, then suddenly that 60 million plus player is not going to be on the table, is it?
1: Depends who that player is. Wow. Well,
0: yeah. But I, I, I don't think it's going to be the same offer. I think we'll see him go for maybe 30 or 40.
1: Okay.
3: Uh,
1: Ryan.
0: Do we have to do this
2: bit? We
3: do. <laughs> Ryan, I suffered. <laughs>
2: at least you won. Yours hasn't even happened yet, Jesse. You're <laughs> suffering theoretically. Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan.
1: Sat there in your Ryan. comfortable little prison cell.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chelsea nil. Bournemouth, three. And what made it worse, it was a former player that scored against you as well. Nathan Ake.
0: I mean, to be honest, that's not that difficult anymore with the amount of players we let go. So, um, I've not, take take nothing away from Bournemouth; they played really, really well. But, but I don't think I've I've seen Chelsea play as woefully as they did in a, in a good few seasons.
1: I get the feeling you've not seen anything yet in that regard.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Conte said that he's he's happy to to see out the rest of his contract, Italy, and um, the national team. Don't think that's going to be the case, and he'll be back there sooner rather than later. They've even said after he's made that comment that they're going to. They don't think they will see it out. Um, and the, the the problem is, and I've just seen your fantastic tweet, Chris. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Um, we've let Michi Bachiwai go, and he scored two on his debut in the Bundesliga. Um, he's gone out online. I, I think Giroud's a good player. I rate him actually. I didn't know a few years ago, but I think he's actually. Going to add something different to the team, but we were we were out of ideas. We were defensively poor, um, and some. I think the commentator made a good point on the on the stream I was watching. He said when twenty year old Andreas Christensen goes off, and the defense has no idea where they are, says a lot about how they were set up at the moment. When Gary Cahill can't command that defense, because we were all over the shop.
1: Does Olivier Giroud look a bit like
0: Ryland? He does look like right. He does, actually. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever As, seen them in the same room?
1: Too? No, exactly. <laughs> Poor Olivier Giroud. That's had to watch um, Arsenal lose 3-1 one day and then his new team lose 3-0 in the next.
0: Yeah, it was... No, he, he didn't. He didn't look overly happy. I, I woke up the next morning to a a picture from someone it was just like close up on Giroud's face and he just didn't look overly happy on the
1: bench <laughs> uh, right well we've talked enough about Chelsea's flaws the last few weeks so I'm going to ask about Bournemouth they have 28 points <sighs> um, and they're sort of in the top half of the table Southampton in the relegation zone the third place of the relegation zone i have got 23 um, and we're talking after 25 games so are Bournemouth safe, do you reckon? Uh, and what do you reckon we're going to need to survive this year, teams? in the, the fourth bottom team, what are they going to need to stay up?
2: Not be a newly relegated, uh, newly promoted <laughs> side. Because to me, those <laughs> are the three that, that look most likely to go down.
1: Oh, really? You think all three coming up will go back down?
2: They could. But they look most likely right now. We're still 13. We're 25 fixtures in, right? So 13 to yeah. go?
1: That's right. How many?
2: Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the magic number they normally say? Is it about thirty? Yeah. Forty. They always say 40, forty, but but there's been sides relegated with forty before.
1: There's been sides relegated with forty nine as well. That's was Palace. That's wasn't right. It? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think that we're going to get that point this season. I, I think if you look at the teams that are currently struggling, you
2: you don't normally see them buying a win anywhere. That alone. It is. 40. It is. So, Interesting though that there's there's so many teams, so many sides are within just a few points of the danger zone. I mean, you normally would think tenth, eleventh, twelfth this stage of the season means you're you're completely safe, but but you're really not. I said earlier there's a lot of games that don't, don't mean a whole lot, but I guess I'm not right about that because there's so many of those sides could get dragged into a real a real fight if they if they you know start start
3: losing games. Yeah, you were talking about the top, you know, before that that. You know, if Tottenham doesn't win this, then the top really becomes a little boring, for lack of a better word, but the bottom, no, not so
2: doesn't. much. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, next up, Chelsea, they're away to Watford in the uh, Gianfranco Zola derby. Uh, the last time these two teams met on a Monday, Chelsea won 4 3 at the bridge run. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. I do. Um, right, I've, I've got Olivier stat here. We're talking about him. He's got 27 headers, which is the most of anybody in the Premier League um, and so far in this season Chelsea have got 13 headed goals so they're playing to the strengths a little bit, aren't they? Yeah,
0: we, well we say that and then they, they play the exact same style when Hazard plays up front on his own
2: I have a question does, for Ryan though because I, I'm interested to know how you feel about that. the signing of Giroud really but also the attempted signings, Ryan that we saw in January the, the question I had is why are Chelsea trying to sign players who objectively aren't as good as the players we've seen at Chelsea since Abramovich has come in, where it's been genuine world stars, top level talent, the very best players they can, that you could get. Um, And you think about some of the players that that you associate strongly with Chelsea who have left or, you know, just retired over the years who have they ever really quite replaced. I mean, Drogba is a special, special player. We've never, we've never been able to replace his... his yeah, so, so I mean, I'm, I'm excusing that one to a degree by saying those just don't come along very often. Um, but, you know, I mean... I think you have
1: been a bit cruel to Edin Dzeko, though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Edin Dzeko, I mean, I, I think of him much like I think of Drew, which is a really useful player who can score goals, who gives you another dimension, certainly in the aerial game. But even so, um, charitably, you would say... Um, when Manchester City became what they are now, they got too good for Ed and Dzeko. Uh, they 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 needed Sergio Aguero. They, they needed the, the highest level, the, the the top level. Um, and, and so I just wonder what, what you thought, Ryan, when you just heard Dzeko crouch names like that.
0: Dzeko, I didn't overly mind because he's he's still at least playing at a top level and he's playing in the Champions League. So at least yeah. he knows knows the the game and, and same sort of same with Giroud at least he's got a proven track record in the league and in in sort of top competitions. But, I mean, when you're seeing names like Peter Crouch and Andy Carroll, and Andy Carroll, you can't play for more than two games a season Or else he's cropped for the rest of it and hell-burning people for the other games that he's actually playing in. Um, Or, you know, Ashley Barnes. I mean, we're going back to those days where Chelsea were signing people like, like Remy or Denver Bar, where it's like, we just need a striker, and we don't want to pay out for someone good. I mean, at no at no point did Chelsea think, "Well, maybe we should go for a Why not? Why don't have two world class strikers? Yeah, but what's the problem with that? well I mean, maybe when I play three five two, a Bamian is a good runner. He'll be able to to play that role behind Murata.
1: But or maybe they think he's a bit of a wronger. They don't want to sign him.
0: We've got, well, I mean, we had Diego Costa. Maybe now that we've got rid of Diego Costa, we're, we're, we don't want to go down that route again. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's proven that Conte said, you know, this squad needs three strikers. So we went out looking for another striker, but to get this, the third striker, we had to let our second one go, which, which sort of defeats the point. And um, should... we've let Timus Missonigar alone as well. When, when William got injured... In the Arsenal game, was it, Um, you know, we didn't have anything to replace him with because we had no other attacking players. And yet we're bemoaning that we've got no attacking options and we've got loads of people out on loan again.
1: I would suggest that you don't really want to sign, or you can't really sign those players of the highest calibre within January because you've got so many of them that either don't want to move because they're still involved in the Champions League or they're cup-tied for the Champions League, whereas Olivier Giroud is neither of those things, is
0: he? He's also not even cup-tied for the FA Cup because he didn't play in the um, Forest game. So the thing is, the club looks at those type of things and we know that Conte doesn't have those decision-making abilities. He gives the club the targets. I also think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago and the club isn't going to be willing to give him the money right now because more than likely he's not going to be there after the summer. I think that's pretty obvious for everyone involved. Which is a shame because he did so well in the first season, but it's classic
1: Chelsea. Okay, and next up for Bournemouth, there at home to Stoke. Uh, Jesse Paul Lambert's got two clean sheets after we drew 0-0 with Watford. He's the Stoke saviour, isn't he? Is he the messiah or is he just a naughty boy?
3: <laughs> I don't know how to answer that in an appropriate way.
2: Um... That's a Monty Python reference.
3: Should I do a funny walk? <laughs>
4: um,
3: uh, is this are we thinking now that that they're going to win the league? This well, is it for them? No, because
1: going the, there's a thing over here where he's Paul Lambert until he does quite well and he gets a con- sort of continental Paul Lambert name when he sort of starts winning a few games. <laughs> but um, he's quite maligned after his time at Villa, isn't he? Whereas I don't seem to think he's as bad as that. You see what he did with Norwich.
3: I mean I think you know, we've talked before about finding the right team and the right chemistry and the right time and the right fit.
1: You think this could be it, could you?
3: They did alright today.
1: I mean Shakiri had a rather scrummy little volley the other day that got saved. He could you know he could have quite easily scored. Peter Crouch didn't scored,
3: right? Stoke <laughs> is so complicated for me because sometimes you know they have players that should Shakiri should be so much better than he is and I think the same about Arnautovic. I mean, I love Peter Crouch for Peter Crouchy reasons, but just for the celebration, just for you know, former former Tottenham legend Peter Crouch, um,
1: former everybody legend.
3: But I, know. <laughs> uh, but um, so I'm I'm almost like you know disappointed in them when they that they're that they're not better than they are. Um. And they're consistently not better than than I feel like they
0: they are. Okay, That's a Mark Hughes thing as well. I always
2: expected Mark Hughes to be better.
0: Unfortunately, it just never worked for
4: him. Yeah. Well, he
2: tried to change their ingrained identity, um, and it was an admirable attempt, but I, 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 um, it worked for them. They were always safely mid-table and, and could give and even the top sides a difficult... They, it worked so well for them that they became, um, they, they are sort of earned the the whole could-he-do-it-on-a-wet-Tuesday-at-Stoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Hughes tried to get away from that, which is, again, admirable, but um, they're best suited maybe in terms of their resources to be that side that are really difficult and unpleasant to play against and, and can get a result that way. I think, he just, I think he deserves an awful lot of credit for what he tried to do there. Yeah, he, he tried to do it. He definitely did, and it's admirable.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Southampton won, Brighton one. Um, Jack Stevens. That was a was... toughie. What's that? That the, the,
3: that. They safe. almost had it. The second goal.
1: Tumbleweed. What? <laughs> <laughs> they almost had what? Who almost had what?
3: The tie, The the tie. Yeah. Sorry? Brighton almost, almost pulled it out. They almost pulled the win. Oh, they did.
1: Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, both of these teams still in trouble. Um, Southampton still in the bottom three. Brighton are one point above. Um, uh, HMRC's Glenn Murray scored for them. He's had an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, next up for Brighton, they are home to West Ham with the Bobby Zamora derby. West Ham have lost one in ten with um, David Moyes. How it's a it's
2: work? an unlikely story isn't it? I think everybody just expected him to fail because it hasn't worked out for him his last several jobs, nothing yeah. nothing since leaving Everton has has worked out for him except maybe that payoff from Manchester United. <laughs> um but it is a little bit of a of a rejuvenation um for, for both club and and manager. I think that's what it needed. I think he needed a situation where the the place he went to needed him as badly as he needed them. Manchester Ooh. United didn't need David Moyes, and where did he go in Spain? Sausy so Dad. No, so dad didn't need him, and and so but but he, ran he learned
3: into, how to speak so, Spanish so so well. Interestingly, mm-hmm. Sausy yes.
2: Dad. Yeah, uh, but 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 West Ham, um, unfortunately, it had you know it they were moribund through the first half of the season, and they have responded to what he does.
1: Yeah, it's quite nice actually because lots of people sort of point and laugh at him like he was some sort of sideshow circus freak or something like that because of the way he's been failing recently. So it's nice for him to sort of rebuild his reputation in a little way, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Wasn't he, was, has he two time PFA manager of the year Mm. when he was at Everton and he became a, a comic figure, um, because of his, his very visible and public, public failings. And so it's certainly good for him.
4: Okay.
3: Well, he needs a publicist to do better and, um, Speaking with female journalists, but
2: you're right, you know. that's very
4: <laughs> small thing.
0: There was, I did see something, it was, I can't remember, it something about Karen Brady because she was She was posting something about how, you know, sexism should be out of the game. And it said, yeah, your club hired a manager that said some fairly rude things to a female yes. reporter. Yep. And you would get off your high horse. Yeah. Uh,.
1: What was I going to say? David Moyes uh, was... What have I written down here? Hang on. <laughs> just talk amongst yourselves for a second.
2: <laughs> we actually have been speaking about David Moyes just just now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have. Haven't we? Okay, haven't here's another stat start. while
1: I try and make up for the fact that I've got no idea what I've written down. Um, Glenn Murray has scored four out of Brighton's last six goals, so they need an alternative goal scorer. So they got Leonardo Augeot, didn't they, on loan? Um... Brighton was David Moyes' 40th different opponent he has faced and of all those 40 opponents, there is only one that he has failed to beat. Anyone want to hazard a guess? Liverpool. Almost.
2: Almost Liverpool. Tranmere?
1: Oh, oh, Going a bit further away. Back towards Stanley Park. Yes.
4: Oh, that makes sense. Oh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) OK, yeah, uh, the Glenn Murray thing is a bit more serious, though, because if you score in so many of their goals, if something happens to him, uh, he gets injured or he has to go and spend some time at her majesty's pleasure, then um, <laughs> we could be sort of... They could be looking for a few different players, but they did get Leonardo Augeot, didn't they?
0: Yeah, but is that a really good option or not? I don't think
1: it is. Yeah, he's like a Giroud light, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
3: he doesn't have the beard. Um, yeah, I think, you know, they... It's not that they don't have options, it's just that they're not utilizing the options that they have well enough.
1: Yeah. Toma Hemed as well, he's not he's okay. He needs to score a few more though, doesn't he?
3: Yeah. Hemed and Kyle really should be working better together up front.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh and Southampton Southampton versus West 1? That's next, isn't it? Sorry. I didn't write the word next next to it, which is what with all the <laughs> others. Sorry. Next Get edit that out, Ryan. Don't worry. Uh, next is Southampton versus West Brom. Uh, West Brom has three 0 away to Manchester City with Fernandinho, Kevin De Bruyne, and Sergio Aguero scoring. Uh, City now fifteen points clear of uh, their nearest rivals after Manchester United's loss. Um, we might as well pack up and go home, might we?
0: M- Mourinho has. He um, has, has not he? Yes.
4: He's...
0: Conference today. Yes. He's given up. So you know, let's crown them. Let's get the trophy back from Stamford Bridge. Take it down to their ground and get get over and done with. Save us three months of pain.
1: And Merrick Laporte, is that right, Jesse? Say it
3: again.
1: And Merrick Laporte. Oh no, he's Basque, isn't he? He's not. He doesn't speak, he's not Spanish. So he's.
3: Oh, good, because I don't. I can't <laughs> translate
1: that. I think it's isn't it Laporte. Laporte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know anything like I'm culture, I'm not. You sound like you're ordering something off a menu.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have Jim. the Laporte,
1: please. <laughs> he did her countings, Davey, didn't he? Um, Anambagi seemed to think so. Yeah. It's Basque, Jesse, don't worry. It's a completely different language. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to suggest that, um, Mikel Artetas, who yes. speaks seven languages, might be cheating, because three of those languages were Catalan, Basque, and Spanish.
3: Those are completely, <laughs> entirely different languages. Are
1: they? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Yes, same country, and you're about to get really angry tweets from separatist everybody groups.
2: Oh, really? Okay. That's (laughs) like saying the Ashes is an exhibition.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who would dare?
1: I tell you what, if the Basques play cricket, you're in trouble. Uh. (laughs) Um, Who saw Matt Phillips' tackle on (laughs) Brahim Diaz?
2: Yeah. That I wasn't did. very
1: nice, was it? There's I mean, been
2: some bad tackles in, in in the last week or so, mostly on. And so the the one Sane uh, took and 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 De Bruyne has had a few laid on him in the last couple of weeks. There's been some bad ones.
1: Well, James McLean then, sort of tackled him from behind, didn't he, as, as a lead up to his goal?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but Matt Phillips appeared to tackle Diaz on his ass, didn't he? He sort of his studs went sort of the top of his thigh around his backside, didn't it? Yeah. It sort of makes you think
0: what the referee seeing because a lot of the bad
2: tackles aren't actually getting red cards. Or anything like that. No, they're not. That, you're right, Ryan. I mean, the, the, you know, and uh, all, all the ones that went in on the city players were unpunished.
0: All these managers that are saying we need to start protecting the players. No, yeah, and there were a couple of
3: this... A yeah, there were a couple this week that I wondered, or last week that I wondered whether the FA would... You know, sometimes they do a ruling afterwards. Like, they get... Sort of yeah,
2: retroactive.
3: yeah, and and so far nothing. I think that's only for is, sort of
0: violent conduct, though. I think that's yeah. only if you, if you say kick a player while they're down, or, or, or think, spit on them. Yeah, all all that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think any rash challenge, I, I think you. Usually, yeah, but, do you
3: think that that there's a case for that to stop them? Because there, it feels doesn't it feel like there have been a couple more, or a couple more like potentially leg breakers.
0: Yeah, they definitely yeah. have, and I mean, the the Sane one, he's lucky to to have not broken his leg. Can you
1: it's imagine telling like, yeah. telling them to stick a few on them early doors? Yeah, he must have done, wasn't he? This is England, he did say, didn't he? As if that's sort of a lot. A okay. lot of
0: managers probably would. Say, I mean, we, you know, we see that with with all the technically gifted players, like you said, just about like Bruyne and Hazard and people that are like that bit. You know, the, the opposition defence is clearly told maybe not stick studs in them, but you know, push them to the ground, maybe just. You know, leave leave a leg in or leave an arm in um, when they're backing in or something to sort of, you know, put them off. We, they always say when someone joins the Premier League, it's always, they're in a tough tackle and it's welcome to the Premier League. Like, that's a positive yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: Justin, you're one of these hard-nosed professionals from the 80s and 90s. Would you rather someone spat at you or punched you in the face? Yeah, you know,
3: I, I, it's, it's your option, Justin. It's a
2: great option.
1: <laughs> I'm stood there uh, in front
2: of you, and I'm going to give you the choice of two. <laughs> I think we would all agree I deserve both, but yeah, I would definitely <laughs> rather be spat on. As disgusting as that is, you wipe it off and move on. David David Priest wrote a good column about that this week, um, about why spitting evokes such a visceral disgust amongst us, and that it's out of, it's not commensurate with the damage it does. Does no damage. It's gross. I think the reason for that is that a tackle as bad as... Even the worst tackle is still a football action. It still could recognizably be part of the game. It's just been changed, the timing and the angle and the the aim and all that. But um, it's... It's a. It's strange that, that we've just decided that spitting is the worst thing. I mean, I think we've we've, we've heard commentators say that it's the worst thing you can do on a pitch and all. That. It's objectively not. You can you can snap someone's leg with
0: a. Biting is underneath that. Like, you know, biting you know is nowhere near. Uh, I'll say
3: though. I mean, two sort of opposing things that, that like you know we're trained in schools that if somebody spits on you, you immediately have to go like to Smash health in the face, services. Back. Yes. <laughs> yes all just in case because it's it's swapping bodily fluids and you know it can be dangerous so that's one thing but on the other hand players like you know do this snot rocket thing with impunity and that's yes. gross.
1: Brian McLeay used to do that do you remember that when he used to do it he used to put his finger of on one nostril blow then the other. I saw Tony Kelly Coates... all
3: the time it's i mean can the be like a little just can you not catch up so was that. but like the... so spit one thing but snot I, I, I feel like the odds of not catching that, what it happens so often on the pitch, are low. And Then you swap your jersey. There's got to be boogers on there. Yeah, there's going to be lots on there. But... <laughs> Sorry. I mean during I'm... that
0: Chelsea Tottenham game from a few years ago, the, where the you know the implosion one, there was there's a clip of like Carl Walker like wiping his nose and then throwing it at Diego Costa.
3: I do remember one <laughs> one game that we were playing, and and there were some pretty bad tackles, and our goalie Eva, who was the small but super fierce really great girl and she she asked all of us to spit on her gloves because then you line up and you you know high-five everyone or shake their hands or something and so she had everybody spit on her so she could give everybody <laughs> the team a high
2: 5 I have a spitting I have a spitting story Chris mm-hmm. and it's not in the book but it's something I did in a game once many many years ago um, when I was playing Bournemouth and uh, I'd taken five or six goal kicks in the same opposition center half, got up and won the headers at, at midfield or just over midfield, let's say, and he was a big unit and I tried to hit the next couple away from him, but he but he sort of anticipated, ran over and won those two, and he was, he was a little bit arrogant, and so I, I had a goal kick and I went to set the ball down, and I oh, stepped no. back and... And he – I looked up at midfield. I looked up towards where everyone was, and he did this. He waved at me with a big smile. (laughs) Not in a friendly way. Not in a friendly way. (laughs) It was sort of like a, ha-ha, I'm going to win this header and you know it sort of way. So I walked back to the ball and pretended to be setting it, and I very visibly just dropped a massive spit on the ball.
4: Uh. Ew.
2: (laughs) Did he he hit it? And then I kicked it. If I remember, no, I think think that uh, someone else did. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I felt like I, at the time, I felt like that was the best thing I'd ever done on a pitch. <laughs> it just occurred to me right then because I was power. He did this arrogant wave thing at me and, and <laughs> what I do back. And I said, you know what I can do? I can disincentivize you from heading this ball. Did he see you do it? Yeah, he did. What did he yeah. say? Well, I mean, he was 60 yards away from me, so I don't know. <laughs> I I. Yeah, yeah, but I, did, I there was sort of a grumble. It was it, I sort of united both sides against me In because ick. my players didn't want to head it either now, <laughs> and so everyone's like, Oh you, you know, I heard a little <laughs> bit of that, but I didn't care."
1: I used to get very upset when um, if it was a corner and. The players all sort of come into your penalty area for the corner and they stand there and while they're waiting for this person to get the ball and walk along and put the ball down and take the corner. They'll stand there, stood around you, gobbing on the floor and spitting on the floor. And I what used to is tell them. that off. about
3: spit? Well, That's it's just, a guy thing, I will say. I we don't I've, do
1: that. I've never spat, but no, but you, you get players sort of stood around waiting, don't you? Sort of spitting on the floor. Yeah. And I think, well, I've got to dive on that in a minute. So I, right. used, I used to tell them <laughs> yeah. off, but they'd think I was the weird one for telling them off. Oh, yeah. I remember Tony Coton once spitting once on TV and he spat into the wind and the wind was blowing so hard it blew it back in his face. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that clip. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, right, OK, so next from Manchester City, they're playing Burnley, who drew 1-1 with Newcastle. Goalkeepers Union Then Justin Cardaleo.
2: That was that was very very unlucky. It was actually a really good save. I'm sure people saw it, but he, he tipped a close range header onto the bar, and it popped up in there, and then hit him on the head and win. Um, Have you ever done that? Uh, probably, but but I mean, I'm suspicious of Carl Darlo, Darlo from the beginning. Uh, for the same reason, I'm suspicious of Loris Karius, which is goalkeepers are not supposed to be handsome. <laughs> And and Carl Darlow is a little bit too good looking, I, I fear, for his own good. Um, Wait,
3: Justin, Hugo Lloris is a beautiful man.
2: No, he's very strange looking man.
3: No, <laughs> is
2: like a... the corners of his jaws are actually lower than the center of his chin? Um, I think he's
3: just French.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I mean, I might be wrong about because Buffon is the best goalkeeper that ever lived, and he's got the piercing blue eyes. But generally speaking, we can go down the list of, of well, the Iker best. Well, even
3: C.S. I think is like weirdly model-y, but he's not good.
2: He looks like Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, he was good. Mm, he was he good problems. in his day. Yeah, he was. Yeah. It, it, um, but but in his, I suspect that in his street clothes, if he passed you on the street, you wouldn't think world class professional athlete. You would think there's, my, there's someone's geography teacher. I mean, he was a, a fairly ordinary looking guy, he and not a, well, he he wasn't a very statuesque figure. Okay.
3: And Tristegan's like, you know, Nordic-y. Ter-
2: Ter- Ter- Ter would be the Ter would be the best um Karius is disconcertingly good looking, but he's Okay.
3: Tristegan he looks yet, like like he hasn't um yet
2: performed that well. I would think like Torstegen has and the Ken. Hi- <laughs> I think Torstegen's got yeah. the highest Venn diagram between good performance and 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 being Strangely good-looking. What about Carlos?
4: Anyway. He had the oh, yeah, well, strange I mean, eyes, would,
2: didn't he? Yeah, they did have strange eyes, and then with the the day glow fluorescent hair, it only magnified it. Yeah. Um, but the dollar thing was really bad luck, and uh, it's that's a terrible way to to concede and 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 lose a couple points.
3: I Do did Burnley actually on that, in that
2: fixture. Right? That's that's a reason for celebration for them. They only score every three or four games. <laughs> Sorry, I just remember who?
3: Pato about
2: Yes, he was swarthy I, and and.
3: Cookie. Um, he was a weird-looking man, but he, he was very. He had a bowl.
2: He, he a did. Bowl. Definitely had a bowl.
3: He dated uh, like ninety-seven supermodels.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was high high-profile. He was Boca, Boca Juniors goalkeeper in the in the nineties, and then and he was in, in La Liga for a long time.
1: I did think this week, looking at Thibaut Courtois, if you put a little mustache on him, he'd look like Charles de Gaulle.
2: Well, he looks, he would. Uh, J- Jesse will confirm this. He looks just like Paul Ryan, who's a, a horrible oh, coach, a politician Justin, we have in it. this country. Oh, was he I the know. man stood behind uh, Trump yes. this week? Yes, I know who you mean. Yes. Yes. He, he stands right behind Yeah, House I, Majority I, Leader. Edit this out. I think he, is.
3: he has He has mo- just the most punchable face.
0: Yeah, I Courtois. <laughs> Oh, no, but guy. now
3: this is now Justin. I can't.
0: I'm sorry, I buddy. thought he
3: looked like Gumby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so now, um, next time you see Chelsea play, you'll think, God, I hate that goalkeeper. I, I really want to hit yeah. that goalkeeper.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's too
2: bad, too, because Courtois, is, by all accounts, a a,
4: a lovely referee. guy, a
2: lovely fellow. Yeah, yeah.
3: Although, what was it? Wasn't there a rumor that he and um was it Minoue? Like, don't get along at all.
2: Yes, I've heard that. Well, Mignolet did a slightly strange thing before the last World Cup, and he went public to say, I expect to start in the World Cup. I think I'm the best goalkeeper. Right. But I, and he got a lot of criticism for that, for a certain lack of self-awareness, because he's not nearly... <laughs> he's not not as good as Thibaut Courtois. But a top-level professional sportsman should feel that way about themselves. Um, I understood... I, 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 just, so good. I don't think he should have said it to the press necessarily but i understood why he might believe it so i can see how that would cause a little tension between them mm.
4: uh
1: sorry i was just looking at sebastian Fry was he a handsome goalkeeper
2: um i can't have an opinion uh, on on sebastian Fry i i think some might find that look um attractive to me he's Wait, i'm gonna look it up he looks homeless.
3: <laughs> I thought, I mean, Tim Howard was, is, but the not voting thing, I just can't have it.
2: And he
1: looks like Crichton off Red Wolf. If that well, means he does, anything.
3: Uh, it doesn't.
1: Sebastian <laughs> Fry, yeah. He... he was a good keeper, wasn't he?
2: He was an underage If you go goalkeeper. down the list, if you think about who are the goalkeepers that considered the true greats, Gordon Banks, not, no oil painting, Peter Shilton, Ray Clements, these are not attractive men. All credit to them.
3: Oliver Cotton.
2: What they achieved in life. Pe- Schmeichel with his massive red nose. I mean, he's yeah. not a bad-looking guy, but... Rekhbar Rush Tooth. You like a bit of rough. I like I like yeah. Rush Tooth. I say this as a goalkeeper. As a paid-up member of the union, we're not pretty. Well, well, I think you'll find Wait a second.
3: <laughs> wait a second. Hold on. Wait. Where's my thing?
0: Okay.
3: Right. Okay. I mean... That's like a that's like a 1920s little mafioso right there. That's Who's adorable. That? Levy okay. Sheen. Ah. What a cute
2: Levy Sheen. Yeah, yeah.
3: A face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: will <laughs> allow it. Tell me, that's from long after his playing there. What is it about pictures of of players from the the 40s and 60s? Yeah, 50s? that was 1965. They look 47 years old while they're but but they're not. They're,
3: <laughs> no, why did they look he so old
2: back then. Like,
3: 60, <laughs> this isn't the. <laughs> If he, he was, oh, no, he was only 36 in this picture.
2: He looks about... He
3: looks 60.
2: Yeah, he does.
3: But he looks yeah. adorably 60.
2: Yeah, he's dashing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, that's it for
1: the Premier League roundup. Uh, with the European leagues, I'm struggling to find anything of any interest this weekend. It is the Barcelona derby this weekend, Espanol versus Barca.
3: Oh, I have something interesting. Who mm-hmm. scored the only goal for Barcelona in the Copa del Rey?
1: Was it Luis Suarez?
3: It was Luis Suarez. <laughs> that's it. That's, you know, that's the interesting thing.
1: Oh, Edison Cavani. He became the uh,
2: all-time he... scorer for PSG this week, didn't he?
3: That's an interesting thing, yeah.
2: Yeah. There you go. See, that's a good example of, how the, the, you know, you're never going to see a goalkeeper that looks like Edison Cavani with those Se- cheekbones. Sebastian Frey. Wait, I happened. got one, I got one, I got one.
3: I got one, I got one.
0: <laughs> what, a goalkeeper that looks like Cavani, or...?
1: Yeah. A gorgeous keeper.
2: A Who's that? Oh, F- Muslera. M- yeah. Oh, you, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> Fernando Muslera, yeah.
1: Look, uh, as Jesse, just for the record, because this is a an audio podcast rather than a visual thing, Jesse is going through her <laughs> phone trying to find attractive goalkeepers. I'm just and, trying to find
3: attractive Uruguayans at this what, point. And, and the, the moment the, she, not even
0: use Google, it's just images saved on the phone.
1: Yeah, uh, and then the moment she showed a picture of that previous goalkeeper, <laughs> Justin had sort of laying back with his hands behind his head, sort of looking very happy indeed, as if he sort of acquiesced with her um, decision.
2: What, uh, yep. almost Lara? Yeah. 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 He's not weird looking. I would say that. I mean, many of the goalkeepers we're talking about are genuinely weird looking. If if Jim Layton in, walked into your shop, you, you'd say, "There's who should I call?" Okay. What can we? Well, what can we do, to, can take we do over to help you?
3: The Man on the Post Instagram for like a week.
2: Put in goalkeepers. Yeah. Great goalkeepers just, yeah. <laughs> right, goalkeepers and just yeah. yeah. Nigel Spink. Does anyone remember Nigel yes. Spink? You know, Jimmy Rimmer. These were strange looking men. Not just not lookers, but are you okay? Type. <laughs> like, has something happened? Uh, let's have a look at some
1: transfer deadline day roundup. So, uh, Ekli Mangala went to Everton. Um, what else have we got? Lucas Mora. Lucas Mora went to Spurs for 23 yep. million pounds. Neymar's not very happy. Um, when his name are happy, but...
4: yeah. <laughs> well he
1: was one of his friends in his left. But the other thing about Lucas Mora is look up Lucas go into YouTube and put up Lucas Mora um, Marseille on YouTube because you see that tremendous run, that George Wayer esque run he made from his own half, uh, through the middle of the Marseille team, chip the ball over the keeper. The ball is about an inch before going over the line, and somebody from Marseille comes and clears it off. It's one of my favourite football clips. Yeah. Um, Andre Ayu, D'Angelo Barksdale, Jesse. Uh, he's gone to Swansea. Oh, um, Mishibachwai, mm. Matai Dubushi—I forgot he existed. He's gone to Saint Etienne on a free. And Alexander Mitrovic went to Fulham. That was done really late. In the, that was done after the deadline, wasn't it? it wasn't was it? it? Was that one of those there, ones where it sort of paperwork? it—it uh, it got. I think it
3: got announced at like twelve. what oh, so. okay. is hoping will happen—that mm. his paperwork was lost <laughs> in the mail. <laughs>
1: Uh who has heard of Lithuanian team uh, FC Panaves?
3: I mean who I hasn't?
1: Surprisingly. Exactly. They roll off the tongue. Right, they have signed Paris born Angolan midfielder, uh Miguel Panzo. Who is this the guy with the fake Wikipedia yes, stuff? Yes. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> Please tell. Uh, it, yes, his Wikipedia site said that uh, he played several times for Angola and, and he played for QPR where he scored 45 goals in 35 appearances. The only <laughs> problem was it never happened. He's played at Cambridge City and various lower league or various non league teams. Um, but the manager of said Lithuanian team, I'm not going to try and pronounce again, said they're very happy with him because he did very well as a trialist, but yes, he edited his own Wikipedia page,
2: didn't he, to, um, to... to get a sign. Oh, is it, has it come out that he did that edit? That it, I assume someone sabotaged it. I mean, if you did that yourself, and
3: how would you That's think... That's like a fraud. That's bad, yeah.
2: Yeah. At least, at least he would have had the trial with the club there, so at least they could actually see how good he was, rather than just... Put right. Like, n- n- right. Rather than uh, Ali Dai, right? The... the that <laughs> Graham's story. Are we getting into Roy Essendar territory with this?
3: But
1: Do you remember him? If, can't you get
3: in trouble for... Like, even if you go and you're great and it turns out that you lied, can't you just get in trouble for that in itself?
1: you never lied ever to get a job? you ever Have it? a CV?
3: No, you, you, have, you haven't,
1: have you? you? That was a real sort of look of surprise, no? Yeah,
3: you, because somebody can check. How would they check? I mean, first of all, if you lie in an acting job, they know because they call your people and they look online.
0: Well, if you you, you believe Joey on Friends, he put on his uh, (laughs) resume that he spoke French.
3: (laughs) I mean, he did.
2: I thought about about sometimes is that if you have a fairly common name. You could yep. include accomplishments of other people with your name on your CV, and if so they went, if they did a perfunctory Google check, they'd go, oh, right, That's... Okay, that was him. Yeah, he's alright. He did that. <laughs> so if there's a Ryan Goodman
1: in the SAS or something. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, and then they look at me and go, oh, he definitely doesn't seem like an SAS person. But... <laughs> he's yeah, definitely in way, the but... cover sort, isn't he?
4: Or, oh,
3: I'm <laughs> so sorry that he died in 1892. What a shame. <laughs>
1: Uh, Roy Essendard Justin, was a guy who was without a club in 2001 um, and responded to an advert by Wickham Wanderers on Teletext, Factor. if you remember that? I remember that, yeah. Uh, responded to an advert there and played for Wickham Wanderers in the quarter final of the FA Cup against Leicester City and came on and scored the winning goal. This was after uh, Laurie Sanchez got sent to the stands for being a bit too rowdy and sent them through to the semi-final where they played Liverpool. Oh, and
2: I somehow never heard that story. That's a no. great story.
1: Well, he was great. Yeah, he's from Northern Ireland, but I don't think he ever played for them again. He ended up sort of disappearing off into the ether in Scandinavia, um, sort of leagues down there. So, a couple of other things: Tony Henry uh, has been sacked from West Ham. Why is that?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, he sent emails. And first of all, if you're going to be a massive bigot, definitely get it in writing. That's, that's <laughs> a good move. That's the move. <gasps> Uh, and use
4: your official club. Yeah, it. yeah,
2: right. Either you get it, get it recorded or, or have it in writing um, on the internet, which never forgets. He sent <laughs> emails to agents saying they didn't want any more African players because they caused mayhem. But the, to me, the most amazing thing about this is when pressed about it, when given a chance to walk those comments back, he in fact doubled down and and was utterly befuddled as to how anyone could find it offensive, which is the kind of thing old white guys say and do and feel and believe. Can I
3: say, I appreciate that. If you're going to be a racist, be open about being a racist. Don't do this like Oh no! I don't don't pull this Phil Neville. I was talking about table tennis bullshit. <laughs> but no, his, yeah, his, I'm his, a racist and I'm asshole. Good.
2: this is what's amazing to me about his <laughs> rationale for it is he gave an example of one of one player who caused problems with his contract, and so maybe two.
4: Oh no,
3: and, he's and, clearly and a racist asshole. But right. then at least we get to. We get to know up front, exactly who he is, and we don't have to bother with stupid excuses and backpedaling. Yeah. I just appreciate the the clarity and and the just. There's nothing innocuous. There's no. There's no attempt at at lying. The praise about what the whole person well, because he,
2: he he didn't think he had anything to lie about. He thought everyone would understand when he said, "Oh, we had these this one player." who caused and problems he an entire yeah. therefore i'm going to i'm going to malign a continent great uh, um, good let's <laughs> go down the list of africans who have dominated football and lit up the premier league at, at ryan gave us a couple of great examples in essien and drogba and there's an endless number and and of course chris has fine memories of demba ba but it's just amazing <laughs> to say <laughs> We had this one guy and he was bad, therefore that's what they are like. It's. I mean, had.
3: it's just a real shame that, you know, Phil Jones is such a terrible player and so we can never trust any white Englishman to play well <laughs> ever again. Um, Don't
0: worry though, now that this guy's been sacked, you never know, he might be, be able to be, become president in three years.
4: Here, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, listen, I'm sure he's going to be nominated for for a diplomatic post. Um, There's going to be an opening for Attorney General sometime soon. So he's (laughs) he's got a lot of... uh, He's got a good future in front of
0: him. He's got some opportunities coming
1: up now that he's not...
3: Maybe he'll be the assistant manager of the uh, women's football team. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, Who saw... right? How do we feel about this? Gary Isset for Crystal Palace. Who saw this story? Man. He was a he's the under 18s coach for Crystal Palace, who has been suspended by them because they played a fixture where there was limited um, changing facilities. So there was no separate oh, changing facilities for uh, it's not. Well, for you hear it all, there's no separate changing facilities for the coaches than there are the players. So he took a shower with the under 18 players. Now, there is absolutely no suggestion whatsoever that he did anything. In fact, the players around them have said he just had a shower with us but he's been suspended by the club um,
3: it doesn't yeah. matter whether anything happened it matters that that's stupid yes. it is no the I'm, he put, put he put, yeah, he, put exactly. he should know better yes i last week took my like a a team group um and i took them all 35 of them on a bus and we went around the city and we did you know stuff with a homeless outreach program and there is no way that, had one of them needed, you know, help in the bathroom or or anything, that I that it would have occurred to me to go in. The, you know better. You know that the optics aren't good. You know that that's not going to help you in your job, and you know that that's not okay for the kids. It's not putting them in a safe position either. It's a, it's a safety issue. It's an issue for your job, and that's just dumb.
1: So you can't claim naivety as any.
3: In this world now,
1: mm.
3: in yeah. your role as, yeah. as a leader, as a coach, no.
2: under-18s. There's yes. no
3: way. That's stupid. It,
0: even if it is ignorance and, and just sort of not thinking about it, no. it's, it's irrelevant. In this day and age, you... You wait.
3: You wait, you know wait till your kids are... If you really need a shower that badly, you wait until they're done and then you mm. take a shower. Or you go home.
0: Just to be smelly on the bus.
1: Yeah, <laughs> You're just the coach. You haven't done anything.
3: I'm sure smellier things will happen on that bus. They're under 18.
1: Under 18, yeah. but Yeah, they are yeah. the cleanest of people, are they?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. And
1: finally, can we end with one from you guys? Uh, you two in the other side of the pond. David Beckham in Miami is going to have an MLS team.
3: I'm not holding my breath.
2: Yeah, it's been a, it's been an amazing saga for, for four years now, and but it, but apparently they got the funding through. These, the Moss brothers came through with the money, and they still need. To find a, a suitable site for a stadium and build one and, and all that. So, but Justin,
3: you want to take bets on how many more years it's going to be?
2: Another three, I would say at least. Yeah.
1: Is there yeah. A, um, a catchment area for the fans?
3: They have tried to find the right. They've they've gotten such flack for not doing this well. Um, not finding a place with access to public transportation, which is a problem, not putting this in an area with the most um, middle-income or Latino area, which, like, when you're in Miami, you have to work hard not to find that area. They're just not – I don't know. I don't know if this is MLS's issue. I don't know. I don't really know how they've managed to mess this up so badly when MLS has expanded so quickly, and a couple of their expansion teams have actually done really well. I don't know how this one has managed to not do a good job.
2: I think they'll get it eventually, but it. I, I think that the supposed good news of the last week is only um, the, the, the first of many steps. The to the yeah. Yeah. And,
3: and Miami had a team. I mean, it's not... Miami had an MLS team way at the beginning. Um,
2: they, they played in Fort Lauderdale, unfortunately. Even is, they were uh, from
3: Miami? That's so silly. The
2: Miami Fusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they is Fort worst Lauderdale worst close season. to Miami? Yeah, it is, but not close enough. I mean, it's some of the worst traffic in the country. Like um, the Red Bulls,
3: really being in New Jersey.
2: You were right. right. Yeah, okay. similar to that. So, so.
3: Um, yeah, but Miami has a a lower league team.
2: They've got the USL team FC Miami, yeah. yeah. Miami FC, yeah.
3: So I don't know. They should they should do better. They have a great billboard with Beckham on it right now, though. He's a little nakey.
1: Very <laughs> <laughs> enough. Right, guys, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Uh Ryan, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that?
2: My handle is at the Ryan Goodman. Okay, Justin? Uh at keepers underscore union. Okay. Terrible okay. handle. <laughs> and Jesse.
3: At Jesse Lowe.
1: Alright. What about so you, Chris? Mine I am at C Etchingham seventy seven. Almost as bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was something else for a long time, but I just have to keep spelling it out. But then if you've got the surname of Etchingham...
3: it. You, you, had,
2: you had a different Twitter account you once. You did change
1: it. I, I yeah, was, I remember it. It was, was... Uh, Captain's Armband. Yeah, the Armband, Captain's Armband, yes. Because I think you followed me right in the olden days when I had my old Twitter account as well. And I, moved I actually it to this.
3: followed that one.
1: Did what? You? I did. The Armband.
3: Oh. I think I did.
1: No, before Captain's Armband. It, I had another oh, one, a very Captain's old one. Yeah, yeah, you you were on the old one as well, I think. So, yes. But no, I, I changed it because I thought I might as well have my name on. So. <laughs> um, at Man of the Post is a Twitter account for Man of the Post and the same for the Instagram account. I have no idea if Ross and the guys are back this weekend. I did message him to say, are you around? I'm not hearing back. Uh, they were very triumphant with themselves as they managed to do two weeks but they couldn't manage a third this week unfortunately (laughs) so uh, if you like us, you want to rate and review us on iTunes, leave us a five star review that helps push us up the charts Um, you can subscribe on iTunes as well it lands all happily in your uh, in your uh, iPhone Ryan, you've got a, a sort of lesser model thing haven't you? An Android is it? Yeah, it's not an iPhone, you're right Okay, what do you use there then? Podcast Republic, a gramophone, it's... or,
0: or... <laughs> yeah, I, just... yeah, the Podcast Republic is good, or you can use the Acast app.
1: Okay, and what do you do there? Does it sort of draw pictures for you, or does it... how does it work?
0: Look, uh, you know, audio listeners might see over it, here it's my
1: phone, but it looks like an iPhone.
3: He's picking it up with his funny thumbs.
1: Yeah, Those little web feet.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Brilliant, super. So you can follow us on Acast, and they automatically come into your inbox there. So, right, guys, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, mm. Thank you ever so much for Indeed. being on. And always remember to keep your man on the post.